In Gressus Angelus ad eam dixit, Ave gratia plena, Dominus tecum benedicta tu in mulieribus. The angel came to her, and he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear Canon, very dear faithful, today we commemorate the solemnity of Our Lady of the Most Holy Rosary. Today's celebration is a manifestation of gratitude for the great victories won by the Christian people through the power of Mary's Rosary. It is also the most beautiful and authoritative testimony of the value of this prayer. Praying the Rosary teaches us to judge the events in our life in their relation to God, rejoicing in those things that are according to His will and regretting sin that separates us from Him. Praying the Rosary is also a means to penetrate into Christ's mysteries by Mary and with Mary. Let us see how we can obtain these two fruits of the Rosary. First, a little bit on the origins of the Rosary. With the Albigensian heresy raging in the south of France at the end of the 12th century, St. Dominic labored for 10 years to bring back souls to the true faith. At first, he made little headway because the enormity of their sins blinded many to the truth. For this reason, he turned to Our Lady to seek from her some means to bring the heretics back to the faith. After three days of prayer and penance, Our Lady appeared to him in 1214, making clear the express wish of the Holy Trinity that the angelic Psalter, the Hail Mary, be used as the main weapon in this spiritual fight. It was in the same vision of St. Dominic that Our Lady gave us the Rosary as we know it today. 150 Hail Marys separated by our fathers into a grouping of 10. Each decade was said while meditating on one of 15 mysteries of the life of our Lord. Our Lady explains that while the Hail Marys, the angelic salutations by themselves, would be pleasing to her, it is these meditations that are the soul of the Rosary. When Saint Dominic began preaching the Rosary, the Albigensian heresy was easily defeated, both by the conversions of many souls and in several astonishing defeats of those who were leading them astray. St. Dominic continued to preach the Rosary as an effective spiritual means to maintain the purity of the faith of the Christian people. The prayers of today's liturgy are rightly glorifying the Holy Rosary. They are not only a commentary on the Rosary, but an amplification of it. The three hymns of the office, as well as the antiphons of Matins and Lords, review its different mysteries. The lessons chant its glories, and the continual references to the Virgin, who blossomed, as it were, among the flowers, surrounded by roses and lilies of the valley, are a clear allusion to the mystical crowns of roses 
which Mary's devoted children weave at her feet when they recite the rosary. This feast tells us that to honor the rosary is to honor Mary, for the rosary is simply a meditation on the most important events of Our Lady's life, accompanied by the devout recitation of the Hail Mary. It is for this reason that the Church praises this practice and recommends it so insistently to the faithful. O oh God, she prays in today's collect, grant that meditating on the mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we may both imitate what they contain and obtain what they promise. The Rosary, if recited well, is both prayer and instruction. Its mysteries tell us that in Mary's life, everything is judged in relation to God. Her joy and consolation found in all that gives pleasure to God. Her sorrows are, so to speak, the very sorrow of God, who being made man, willed to suffer for the sins of mankind. Mary's only joy is Jesus. To be his mother, to clasp him in her arms, to offer him for the adoration of the world, to contemplate him in the glory of his resurrection, and finally, to be united to him in heaven. Mary's unique sorrow is the passion of Jesus, to see him betrayed, scourged, crowned with thorns, and crucified by our sins. This, then, is the first fruit which we must gather from the recitation of the Rosary. To judge all the events of our life according to their relation to God. To rejoice in what gives him pleasure, in what unites us to him. To reject sin, which separates us from him. For it is the cause of the passion and death of Jesus. In the 16th century, the Muslims of the Ottoman Empire moved against Christianity. In 1520, they conquered and took over Belgrade, and in 1526, over the Kingdom of Hungary, before overrunning all of the southeast of Europe. In 1565, they attacked Malta, and after a long and arduous battle, they withdrew. By his experience and extraordinary vision, Pope St. Pius V recognized that what was needed was a crusade. Now, crusades are won not only on the battlefield, but also in the spiritual life, that is, on the supernatural level. St. Pius V increasingly asked for more prayers from Catholics, especially from the monks and nuns in their cloisters. Almost every parish in Italy at that time had a confraternity of the Rosary established for this purpose. If he asked for more sacrifices from others, it was not without sharing in the burden himself by doubling his accustomed exercises of piety and mortification. After much difficulty getting the Christian leaders of the coalition to agree, the Pope was able to form a holy league and chose Don Juan of Austria as the admiral. Every sailor 
was allowed to attend Mass and receive the sacraments. On October 7th, after Mass was celebrated by the chaplains of each ship, as they sailed into battle, every sailor held his weapon in his right hand and his rosary in his left. The battle started in the morning and ended a few hours later with a rout of the Muslim forces. The Holy League had achieved an outstanding victory in the largest sea battle fought up unto that time. The Ottoman Empire lost about 240 galleys and saw 30,000 killed, while the League suffered a trifling 12 galleys sunk and 7,600 men were killed. This victory would not have been possible without the intercession of Our Lady of the Rosary. The daily recitation of the Rosary allows us to penetrate into Christ's mysteries by Mary and with Mary, who opens the door to them for us. The Rosary helps us to penetrate the ineffable grandeurs of the Incarnation, the Passion and the Glory of Jesus. Who is there who has understood and lived these mysteries as Our Lady did? And who better than she can make us understand them? If during the recitation of the Rosary, we really know how to put ourselves in spiritual contact with Mary and to accompany her in the various stages of her life, we shall be able to perceive something of the sentiments of her heart concerning these great mysteries which she witnessed and in which she played such an important part. This in turn will serve wonderfully to nourish our souls. Thus our rosary will be transformed into a quarter of an hour's meditation. We might even say contemplation under Mary's guidance. This is what Mary desires. Rather than many rosaries recited with the lips while the mind wanders in a thousand directions. The Hail Mary, continuously repeated, should express the attitude of a soul who is striving to approach the Blessed Virgin, hastening toward her in order to be captivated by her and given insight into the divine mysteries. Ave Maria, the lips say, and the heart murmurs, teach me, O Mary, to know and love Jesus as you knew and loved him. Saying the rosary in this way requires recollection. Saint Teresa of Avila says that before beginning to recite the rosary, let the soul think of whom it is going to address and who it is that is speaking, that it may speak to him with due respect. With her keen wit, the saint laughs at those people who are so fond of repeating a large number of vocal prayers in a great hurry, as though they were anxious to finish their task of repeating them daily. Rosaries recited in this way cannot really nourish our interior life. They will bring little fruit to the soul and little glory to men. On the other hand, if recited with a real spirit of devotion, the rosary becomes an effective means of cultivating devotion to Mary and of bringing us into intimacy with Our Lady and her Divine Son. Pope St. Pius V 
formed the original Holy League in response to the dire situation in which Christian Europe found herself in 1571. Today, Christendom is under attack by the diabolical forces of relativism, modernism, and secularism. Especially here in Michigan, we have to face the consequences of the constitutional amendment brought about by Proposal 3. One doesn't have to be a Christian to know that in the womb, even though in an incoative state, we have a fully formed human being. Tertullian, a father of the church, has been recorded to say that if what is in the womb is going to be a human being, it already is. To any right-thinking person, there should be no question of denying personhood and the right to life to a child in the womb. To do so is completely arbitrary and irrational. Dear faithful, today besides the pro-life front, the faith is under attack in many places. The saints have told us repeatedly that the rosary is more powerful than any weapon that could be unleashed by the devil. Because she is without sin, Our Lady alone is stronger than an army in battle array. More recently, she appeared at Fatima, where she enjoined the three shepherd children of her desire to spread devotion to her Immaculate Heart. She also made it clear to the children of the punishments that we are going to, that were going to fall upon mankind due to our manifold sins. Our Lady explicitly mentioned the Rosary as a powerful means to turn ourselves back to our Lord. Saint Louis-Marie de Montfort, another great apostle of the Rosary, encourages us in his work, The Secret of the Rosary, to pray the Rosary with a purity of intention, with attention, always diligently fighting distractions, and with reverence. He proposes to us to pause for a moment to contemplate the mystery of our Lord that we are to honor for the decade that we will pray. When we pray the rosary in this way, we profit immensely from it and present to Our Lady a crown of roses, a corona rosary, that is worthy of such a magnificent queen and mother. Before she died, one of the seers of Fatima, Sister Lucia dos Santos, said that the Most Holy Rosary, in these last times in which we live, has given a new efficacy to the recitation of the rosary to such an extent that there is no problem, no matter how difficult, whether temporal or above all spiritual, in the life of each one of us or of our families, that cannot be solved by the rosary. She insists that there is no problem, no matter how difficult it is, that we cannot resolve by praying our rosary. So let us take up the rosary again this month of October with renewed fervor, especially at this time when we entrust our country and our state to Our Lady so that Christ will reign. As bad as things are at this moment, as they were at Lepanto, let us not fear to turn to Our Lady. With her help, our country can be restored under the reign of Christ the King. In the end, as she said at Fatima, and as our Lord himself wishes, 
her immaculate heart will triumph. Praying the rosary teaches us to judge the events in our life in their relation to God, rejoicing in those things that are according to his will and regretting sins that separate us from him. Praying the rosary is also a means to penetrate into Christ's mysteries by Mary and with Mary. O Mary, Queen of the Most Holy Rosary, pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.